Welcome back to Escape to the Magic Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Randy. I'm Dak. And I'm Ryan. And this week, we give our thanks. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. So Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. So this episode drops the day before Thanksgiving, so we're probably all running around, getting things ready for the big day. I will not be running around. I will be... No, you're running around. Um, where, where are you right now, Dad? Yeah, I will be in Disneyland Paris when this episode drops. So that will be exciting for our family. And it's bogus, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, super, super excited. Actually, um, I am thankful that you get to go and do that yeah. and come back and tell me all about what I need to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be that'll be an exciting day to uh, come back and, and kind of talk to everyone about what to expect and what it was like, maybe some do's and don'ts. But you know what's really cool about that is you're now going to be able to stick another feather in your travel agent cap, right? When you're, ba- when you're back, you're now going to also add to your vast arsenal of expertise, of Disney expertise, the world of Disneyland Paris. So for all of you that are out there listening and you're looking forward to your next vacation and you're wondering, how do I put this together? What do I do? You know, a Disney trip, no matter what it is, can be complicated. It can be a little overwhelming. There's there's timelines and deadlines and all sorts of things you got to fit into certain things. Um, reach out to DAC, certified Disney travel agent, runs his own agency, Castles, Kingdoms, and Churros. Tell us about it. Yeah, so Castles, Kingdoms, and Churros, you can find me on Instagram if you're looking to get some quotes to go to the parks and escape to the magic. I did that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you know, again, to Randy's point, Disney World, Disneyland can be a little bit overwhelming, especially if you've never done it before, or maybe it's been a couple of years since you've gone. Things are constantly changing there. So I take a very soft approach. I'm going to talk to you about your family and what you guys like, what you don't like and maybe build a trip around it. Again, my my goal here is for you to have an amazing time at Disney. I'd love for you to use me as a travel agent, but if even if I'm just giving you some, you know, fun friendly advice, that's that's the most important thing so that you can have an enjoyable trip. So find me on Castles, Kingdoms and Churros on Instagram. Yeah. Send you a message. Send me a message. Yeah. No obligation, absolutely free. Escape to the magic. Have him help you out. Right. He's such a nice guy. <laughs> Dak is a nice guy. If you can't tell just by his voice, you should see a smile. Yeah. Just he's, a nice guy. He is a pretty nice guy. So it's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. Ryan. Yeah. So I had a question for you guys. So how long has Christmas music been playing in your house? Uh, in the house itself? Yes. Or in your car? Um, you know, in the car, I, I officially started it on November 1st. Okay. So you are a Christmas right after Halloween guy. Yeah, well, look, you know, we, we record these episodes at my home. You guys notice when you came, like the Christmas lights, lights are, are on are the up. house. Yep. They have been on since November 1st, right? They, they've actually been on the house since September because that's when the people that come and hang them for me oh, do wow. it. Um, but I don't turn them on until... November 1st. Okay. Because Halloween's important. We talked about this in our Halloween episode. You know, I don't want to diminish from Halloween. If it was just me hanging them on the house, I wouldn't hang them before November 1st. But since they're there, I'm going to turn them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're we're November 1st, too. So we follow the the Disney way, which is 
the transformation of the parks yep, from, overnight. <laughs> from Halloween to Christmas overnight. We do the same thing. Like the minute the pumpkin clock strikes midnight on Halloween night, we are we are getting our Disney Christmas going. And we, we do. So we if you came to our house, it's no surprise. We have our own Disney Christmas tree ornament tree. We love it. Every time we go on a trip, that's kind of one of our memorable things that we do is we pick out a couple of ornaments uh, each time we go to the parks or if we go on a cruise or anything like that. And then my wife, she has started collecting Disney nutcrackers. Hmm. And so I even built her a little display table uh, this past year where she can display all of her little cute Disney nutcrackers that she has. And each year, generally speaking, the parks will come out with a new nutcracker and and then of course all the all the different ornaments that they release we love them that's awesome and let me tell you, i love thanksgiving holiday we talked about i know you got first of all i love halloween too i would say halloween is probably my third favorite holiday after christmas and i think thanksgiving is my second i've always loved thanksgiving i've always loved this time of year the weather cools down as much as it does here in, in southeast texas it does cool down some i just have always loved the feeling of family getting together, being thankful and grateful for things, you know, eating some good food. You know, I'm still kind of an old school guy. I guess I, to a degree, I do miss, you know, shopping on that Friday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Maybe not so much getting up at four in the morning, but I used to, you know, my wife and I used to get up and go together and um, kind of miss that to a certain degree. I mean, online shopping has just become, I guess the way of the world now. Boring. It's it's kind of boring. It you is. Know, it's yeah, it's I, very boring. I, I will get with you on that 100%. I miss that shopping experience. The I miss I'll tell you what I really miss. I miss the thrill of putting together what my plan was, yeah. what my shopping plan was. You know, you get the, the ads, yep. you didn't know what they were going to be, yep. right? And then all of a sudden a few years ago, some people started leaking them online and now all of a sudden the companies they just put it out way in advance. They're like, oh, well, yeah. there's no need to hold on anymore. Everyone knows. I miss being able to put together that plan, figure out what it is. I agree. I didn't really miss getting up in the morning, but there was a lot of excitement around, oh, wow. Part of how I express things to others is in generosity and in giving. Mm-hmm. And I miss the ability to be excited about what I was going to score for someone. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Cause you never would know you, you go to the stores, they would have these doorbusters and you're like, oh, what's the doorbuster going to be? I'm just going to be in line. What am I going to find? I, I miss that. You know, I guess this is a Thanksgiving episode. So I am grateful for the memories that I have from the times of yesteryear, which weren't that long ago. We're talking, what, five years ago, maybe yeah. at, at the at the most when right. really they transitioned really away from that Black Friday shopping. So um, I just I just love this holiday. I love getting together with family and friends and, you know, kind of taking some time off from work and, you know, maybe watching a Disney movie you know, on Friday. Um, when do you guys put up your Christmas trees? Are you guys also? Up. It's <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking lights on the houses. Yeah. Trees up in the house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My, we, you know, I think because I have been limited only by time, yeah. but, but this is when I yeah, start to get, I don't out. think I have my outside up yet. So I, I will yeah. take that. Back, we take it. We take a little bit of a break from Halloween through Thanksgiving. So we, we kind of get our house back to normal. And then usually, you know, the week of Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving we'll, we'll week is pulling that is out. traditionally when the inside of the house will, will yeah. fully transform. Yeah. Right. So there is, you know, our Halloween stuff was down. Uh, kudos to 
my wife Kayla for she got the Halloween stuff down. There is still fall decor that is up and that is appropriate for Thanksgiving. And so that will be there. And then probably Thanksgiving week is usually when we make that full transition. Yes. And everything comes out. And of course, you guys have been in my house many times over the holidays. You know that it is a full transformation Absolutely. of my house inside and out. Um, you guys have like 20 trees in here or something like that. I, uh, <laughs> last year I had seven. Yeah. I, I intend to add another one this year. Wow. And so, um, you know, I love it. it. It is my favorite time of the year. And I'm grateful. Hey, see what I did there? I'm <laughs> yeah. grateful for the opportunity to kind of you know, experience all those sorts of things. And one of the reasons why I love talking about it is because uh, Disney does Christmas, in my opinion, better than anybody. The best. I mean, it, it, there's just, there's just no comparison. Yeah. If you love Christmas and the holidays and everything that goes with it, being in a Disney park, whether it's Disneyland, Disney world, uh, I'll be able to report back about Disneyland Paris, but everything I've seen online is that they do it the same way there. Even on the cruise ships, they decorate everything up Christmassy. It is just like some of the most peaceful, you know, like I life could not get any better moments have all come when we've been at the parks when Christmas is going and they got the Christmas music in the background and all the decor is up and they just go all out. I mean, every resort has Christmas trees in it and Christmas decor in it, you know, themed to that resort's you know, genre and, and theming within the resort itself. And so it's just, you're right. No one does it better than Disney at, at Christmas time. And being that this is a Thanksgiving episode and we were talking about things that we are grateful for, I did come across a list a few days ago. Um, and I, you know what? I did not have this author's name, but this author wrote uh, just a few things as to why she is grateful for certain things that happen in Disney. I thought it'd be kind of fun to kind of talk about a few of these and maybe share our thoughts on these things that, that this author was grateful for. Cause I think honestly, just going through this, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. I completely share this author's thoughts and opinions on, on, on these things. So number one that she said was, uh, you know, th- she is thankful for family memories. And I think, you know, we talk about this a lot and I think we get questions. At least I, I know we all get questions from why do you do Disney the way you do it? Mm. And it's, well, it's actually not that hard to describe and explain no. because do you, do you do you see the pictures that we posted online? Hmm. We make so many incredible memories at the parks, driving to the parks, staying on property, staying off property, being together as a family and friends and sharing these experiences because and we talked about this, it's like when you're at Disney, it is that time to kind of push the pause button on life and you get to kind of take a break. And when you get to kind of not worry about what's happening at home, what's happening with your job, and you can't 100% get away from that, but maybe 95% get away from that and just focus on spending quality family time together. And when you can do that and you're in line at Big Thunder Mountain Railroad or you're Mm -hmm. in line at Seven Doors Mine Train and and you're chatting, you're talking, you're sharing stories, you're playing heads up on your phones, like those are some of the most amazing core memories that we have made in recent years. Yeah, I would agree. So I think that that's one thing that if, if we're doing a thanks Walt, you know, thanks Disney uh, episode, the memories. So we moved away as a family, we moved away from the gift giving. I mean, we still give little trinkets and little smaller gifts, 
but we moved away from some of the bigger gifts and we really try to do activities or events or these vacations. So again, obviously we've mentioned it four or five times now today, you know, Disneyland Paris is one of those, one of those moments, right? Because we want to create memories as a family that are going to be lasting for us and our girls. I mean, we just, we love that philosophy and, and, uh, and Disney provides for me and our family a great opportunity, like you say, Ryan, to, to just spend time a lot of times one-on-one, you know, on occasion, if you look for it with, with one of your kids or with your spouse or whatever, and just kind of build those memories with each other. You know, I th- something that Disney excels at so well is the ability to capture moments, right? And, and to, and to kind of record it, you know, they do it great with photographs. Uh, you know, I have a couple that I, that I think about that kind of stand out in my mind about unique experiences, right? My youngest son, Henry, he absolutely is a roller coaster junkie. The bigger, the more intense, like that's his thing, right? You know, he is, he wants to demonstrate to everybody that he's a man. (laughs) He might be 10, but he's a man. Okay. And that's what, that's what a man's going to do is he's going to go ride that scary roller coaster. I remember the first time he was able to ride rock and roller coaster, And look, Rock and Roller Coaster is an intense coaster. It yeah. has high speed. It's got two inversion loops. It's got, you know, some a little bit of corkscrew in there, a little bit, you know, tiny, not huge, but it's in the dark. Um, and it has, it's a launch coaster, right? Zero to 60 in no time at all. Mm. And the best part about that ride is that the photo is captured during the launch. Yes. Which is what catches most people off guard. I have two photos back to back of Henry riding that, that ride. And in both instances, his eyeballs are as big as saucers. I mean, <laughs> just absolutely huge, right? Where you, we were able to capture the holy crap moment for him, <laughs> right? For eternity. Oh, my gosh. And it was, it is so cool. And I just, I love that we have that because that was an expression that without that picture, I would have never known. There's no way for me to have been able to look over and see his face. Yeah. In that moment, without the picture capturing it, you get to see some really cool things. And I think about another experience we had where as a family, and this was just last year, we it was a Disney first for us. We, we went to the parks wearing our pajamas. Nice. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. You know, and we went for a Christmas party. So it was a special ticketed event. And um, we were out during the day and it was getting a little chillier at night anyways. And at a certain point, this is a thing my high school age sons have been doing for a while anyways, which is wearing pajamas as if they're regular clothes. I don't know why that's a thing, but that's a thing. But we were going through and one of my sons was in a shop and he found some some pajama pants, some Disney pajama pants, Christmassy. And he's like, yeah, I want these. And he got them. And all of a sudden, just spur of the moment, this idea came to us that what if we go tonight and we're all basically wearing pajamas? And so we've got a ton of pictures of us in the Magic Kingdom at this special Christmas event wearing Christmas pajamas. Nice. How cool is that? That right? sounds like that a blast. You could do something like that. And those are the types of memories that we've been able to make. And by the way, that was the time, we've talked about this before, but that was the time when when my family was able to take over the Space Mountain queue <laughs> and right. everybody <laughs> to start screaming and cheering for, you know, that it was just, again, those memories that you create together, man, I I wouldn't trade that for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So another thing 
this author mentioned was, and I, I think this is something that unless you have been to Disney and had interactions with their cast members, you don't fully appreciate what they go through and what they do to make your park experience that much better. So this author says, be thankful for cast members. And I could not agree more with this sentiment. I think, again, talking about memories, I think I could probably list the number of times that we have had an interaction with a cast member that has made our trip so much more special or something was maybe going not the way we had planned and a cast member came to the rescue and made it a magical experience. One particular experience I remember back when our kids were a little bit younger, the the Disney Junior dance party, they always would choose someone to announce over the loudspeaker, you know, welcome to the Disney Junior dance party. This is what's happening. Let the show begin. And they chose my middle one at the time who was probably maybe six or seven, maybe younger than that. But they they got her on the microphone. They gave her a script to read. She read it. They gave her this certificate when she was done. The cast members were like, great job, Morgan. You did such an amazing job. And it's like, listen, we've been to other theme parks. And the level of customer service that these cast members provide to make your trip that much more magical cannot be overstated. Yeah, it's unprecedented, right? I mean, Disney is the foremost leader, I think, uh, for a lot of companies that base their performance and the way that they train their their staff and their their employees behave is modeled after Disney's you know customer service. So I, I couldn't agree with you more, Ryan. I think they do a phenomenal job, and I mean. Every workplace is going to have people that are having a bad day or, you know, going through some things personally. So it's not like um, every single cast member is this way, but it is so much so that I've I have experienced and I've had other friends and family that have gone that have experienced where you kind of if you've been there for a week or so and you get used to this level of customer service and the way they take care of you. And then you go to the Walmart afterwards and you're like, Hey, wait a minute, you're not supposed to talk to me that way. Don't you know who I am? Like, uh, and so it is, it just, they make you feel special and they go out of their, a lot of times they'll go out of their way to make sure that you're having a great experience, which I can totally buy into. I mean, that's the whole, reason why I got into being a travel agent on the side is like, I want people to have a great experience when they're at Disney. I want them to love it at a level that, you know, hopefully I love it. So totally agree. And it's so amazing, right? They're these cast members and what they do, their performance is great, but it is part of it. A little bit is a performance, right? They are cast members. They have a role to play here and they understand what that role is oftentimes in costume of some sort, right? And I'm not talking about like the people in the parade or, or the the character meet and greets. I'm talking like the folks standing outside of Tron or the folks at, mm-hmm. at the Jungle Cruise or Big Thunder Mountain, all in their specific attire to that attraction to help you feel like you are part of the magic too. And the way that they treat you and help you get there. Now, I, Zach, I think you're right. Uh, sometimes, sometimes they have you know, they all have bad days from time to time or they have bad experiences. And I would hope that the guests are as kind and considerate to cast members as the cast members are to the guests. We know that's not always the case. And so for them to be able to maintain it, I mean, it's incredible. My thing is I compare cast members at Disney to the ones that I find everywhere else I go, but especially at theme parks. 
And and there is not a comparison. I mean, no. I'm sorry. Uh, look, Six Flags Universal, y'all, <laughs> y'all got a long ways to go if you want to catch up to the guest experience in terms of how well the cast members treat the guests. Because Disney sets a bar that is really, really high. And I don't know if it's that I feel like other companies don't value that part of the equation as much, which is why you don't tend to get that interaction. But there's something missing. I don't know if there's there's a secret sauce Disney has or whatever, but there's something missing in the equation from the Disney way to the everybody else way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally and I agree. I prefer the Disney way a hundred times out of a hundred compared to the everybody else way because it helps me feel like this was an important event for me too. Well, yeah. and I think too when it comes to the cast members, there is a certain level of expectation that they are going to have with the guest, and what I mean by that is. For example, at a certain other theme parks, you have line cutting, you have throwing garbage on the ground, you have things that you would not expect to see at Disney. And if you were to bring that to the attention of a worker at another one of these theme parks, you may get a very shoulder shrug reaction to it. At all the Disney parks, you're going to get, well, first of all, they're just, they just, they're just on top of that, that stuff. The parks are clean. They maintain order. If there is an issue, Like, I feel very confident that I can go to almost any cast member and say, hey, this is happening or this has happened, and they will know what to do, and they will know, if I can't help you, I'm going to take you to the person that can help you, and we will get this resolved today. And I think, like you said, that's a culture. Yeah. That's a cultural thing that Disney has established. And, like, I don't know why other companies don't do that, like you said. Well, and I will let me let me highlight one experience here, um, you know, and and my wife and I cover this on our other podcast, Whistle While You Work. We talked about just moments of Disney magic. Right. And these moments of Disney magic always involve cast members. But I just remember one time um, when our children were pretty young, one was still in a stroller and he had this thing. He was wearing these sandals. Right. And it's nighttime. We're going across the bridge over Splash Mountain and we look down and we're missing a shoe <laughs> and, and it was gone. And next thing you know, we were missing two shoes and it was gone. And, and our best guess was while we were watching the the logs come down Splash Mountain to watch the splash, he decided to kick it, his shoes into He created the water. his own log flume. He did. They were gone. <laughs> And I and I remember we were sitting there, you know, we were we we were still a, a young family, you know, a Disney trip doesn't matter what you what your resources are, it's expensive, yeah. right? And so resources were a little bit thin. And I remember at some point, you know, my wife went to ask a cast member, hey, is there anything we can do? We think he's kicked his sandals into the water. And of course, they're not gonna shut the ride down to go look for these shoes in the dark you can't find or whatever like that, you know. Most places have been like, sorry. Nothing I can do. You could check lost and found in a couple of days. But this cast member in their discretion and per their training and availability said, hey, we have some shoes over here. Why don't you just go pick out a pair for them, right? Wow. I mean, it was at no cost, no charge to us. And I'm not saying every experience is going to be like this, but that's the kind of thing when they just find ways to go out and and you'll never forget yeah, that. You never will. Well, to all the cast members who may listen to this podcast. We thank you. We appreciate you. And we know that what you do is not easy. And we, we just really respect and appreciate all that you do for, for those that, that go to the park. So, all right. So next on this list, I thought was, uh, uh, which was interesting being thankful for was 
the way Walt Disney World, and I guess the company itself, preserves history. And I wanted to read this. So this is from the article. So Disney World, the Magic Kingdom in particular, is dripping in authentic company history. For example, who doesn't love checking out the storefront windows on Main Street, USA? Almost every window features the name of a fictitious company inspired by one of the original Imagineers. And beyond that stretch, the park is full of opening day attractions and authentic Disneyland attraction copies. You can't help but feel you can't help be you can't be helped but feel amazed by Walt's engine. Uh, I forgot my glasses. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm butchering this. Anyway, I won't read the rest of that, but you, you kind of get where I'm going. How Disney does take this, you know, what they have and they respect their history. And I think it's not just with the attractions. I think if you look at, and maybe this is a little bit more of the patriotic side, but the flag, the flag ceremony in, in the yeah. parks. Have um, you all ever done that? Yep. Yep. Oh, it's moving. Like, it, is. it is very moving it is. experience. Um, so yeah. I agree. And I think that's just a testament to, to Walt himself for one, who understood that, you know, this is going to be a progressive machine. Like we're always going to be changing. We're always going to be thinking ahead to the future, but we're going to respect the past. We're going to respect where we came from. And I think they do such a great job. And as much as we, we, I mean me harp on attractions like small world, which I would be totally like if they were to get rid of it I'm like, well, maybe I'm kind of sad by that. Even though I don't ride that ride that much anymore. Do I want to see that attraction leave the park? I don't know if I do or not, because I think there's so much history and nostalgia to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say is I think for a lot of people, the appeal that Disney brings is that nostalgia, right? Like if you grew up watching the Disney channel or watching some of the old Buena Vista, you know, shows old yeller and some of these, you know, older shows, um, you know, pirates for that matter, uh, or not pirates, uh, treasure Island and all that. It, there's just this feeling, right? There's this nostalgic feeling that brings you back to your childhood. And I think it just creates an environment that is unlike any other, right? It's yeah, just, yeah. and and I'm a big Disney history. I think we've talked about this before. I love yeah, Disney yeah. history. Like if I could go back to any time in Disney history, I would absolutely go back to the late fifties, early sixties of Disney, you know, the Mickey Mouse Club, yeah, yeah, Mouseketeers, all that. I just, I love it. I love Disney history, so I'm absolutely thankful for Disney's preservation of their history and keeping that nostalgic feeling alive and going in the parks, so that it can help me tap back into, you know, that that feeling I had as a kid. And and honestly, like it goes across the board. It's not just the parks. It's um, it's even in like. Disney Plus, like my my girls love watching the old Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck shorts and stuff yeah, like that that absolutely. are on, on Disney Plus right now. So anyway, good I, call. And I agree with both of you. I, I don't have anything substantive to add to that. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I agree. I think they preserve it so well. I wouldn't go back and live in that time personally. <laughs> I like where we're at, but, um, um, you know, because I can't imagine a world without the guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind, but, um, yeah. you know, I, I agree. I mean, what, what they've done has been incredible and the preservation of that legacy is so important to the future of the company, because if you lose track ultimately of where you came from, 
you'll have a really hard time knowing where you're going. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think we can make this episode five hours long talking about everything that we are grateful for when it comes to Disney, the parks, the the company, Walt Disney himself. Let me just, let's just do one more from this list. And I thought this was very interesting that this author put this, this was her last thing that she put on her list. And it was that she is thankful for Disney fans. And I thought that was interesting. We are doing this podcast because there is a community of Disney people out there that just love Disney. They love to talk about it. They love to go to the parks. They love the memories that they make in the parks. And I think it is this very special community of people that exist right now and have and has for quite some time that makes doing something like this so special and so fun. So to be thankful for that community that you can go on Instagram or Facebook or where you're, you know, the funny memes of you're in the grocery store and you, you hear somebody talking about Disney and your ears perk up because you're like, oh, let me go introduce myself to that person that I've never seen before. And let's talk about Disney. <laughs> yeah, that is something that I, I feel like is fairly unique to that Disney community. And it, it would be hard not to recognize how thankful we are for the Disney fan community. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I think that's one of the best parts of like when you're going to the parks or we've been on, like I said, we've been on cruises before and you're with your people, right? Like you, you feel it like, uh, I'll tell you what, just a real quick, quick story is we were on a Disney cruise and we decided to go to some of the trivia games they were playing and we thought we knew Disney, right? (laughs) Like we were like, dude, we're going to own these people. And we got in there and there were people that were just as crazy and fanatical as we were. And to the point where my daughter's looking at me like, like, what do you, who are you? Step up, dude. Yeah. Come on. I thought you loved Disney. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. And so, and I mean, they're asking some of the most obscure Disney trivia questions that you can think of in some cases. And people, whoops, hit, hit the table here. People were nailing it. Like they were just on it. And so, and it was everything from like cartoons to the music to everything. Yeah. So it is, I, but I, above and beyond that, I think just one of the great things, and we brought this up before, is when you're in lines, in the queues at the parks, and you just strike up conversations with people. And you just build these friendships in this community of fellow Disney lovers. It's it makes the parks that much more enjoyable. You know, I'll I'll just say, and I think it it ties everything we're doing up here nicely into a bow. You know, we 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 do this, and we obviously are big advocates for the Walt Disney Corporation. But they we get we receive no compensation from them whatsoever. <laughs> nope. we, no, no, we get no money. We get no tickets. We get we get no discounts. We get nothing, right? And and we started this show because of our mutual love yeah. of of Disney, and because of how it does, it helps us escape to mm-hmm. kind of those other places there. And I agree. It's so cool that there's so many other people out there like that. And that, and we love when we have those opportunities to kind of add people to our little community of fans and, and whatever that looks like because, um, because of that shared joy that we all have, because of the memories that we all are able to create and then share with each other, right? I mean, you go to a holiday party and Aunt Susie brings out like her picture book of look at this vacation. And everyone like rolls their eyes and they're yawn. But when we we get together with Disney fans, and we start talking about our experiences. We all want to hear about yeah. it. Yeah. Right? We want to show me the pictures. Show me what you did. Tell me what happened. How did it go? What did it, we it's never ending questions 
to each other. And I think that's something that's a little unique. Right? Look, I, I, mean, I don't I know care that, how many times I've gone. There's a tinge of jealousy yep. whenever I hear about someone else. Anybody else. Yeah. Especially yeah, like, when it's one of you two. Yeah. <laughs> we are all going to, to a Disney park in the next month and a half. Yeah. And I am jealous of you two. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Even though 100%. I will be at Disneyland in a month, I'm still jealous of you two being at your at Disney World. And of course, you're at Disneyland Perilous right now, yeah. Dick. So. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. So I think it's I think it's great. Super grateful for the fans, but most importantly, grateful for the man himself. Yeah, you know, yeah. thanks, thanks, Walt, for sharing your vision, for sharing your passion, for sharing your talent, for allowing us to find a place where we could escape to the magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Awesome. Well put. All right, so uh, let's do a quick magical scenario to finish up the episode, and then we'll. Uh, We'll call it a day, and then people can go get ready for their turkeys and their cranberry sauce and their football. So and their Christmas trees and their <laughs> Christmas trees. That's right. All right. So here's pretty pretty basic one. So magical scenario is if you could work any job within the Walt Disney Corporation, and let's let's rule out CEO. Of course, we'd all like you know Bob Iger's yeah, paycheck. top executive jobs off yeah. the table. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who wouldn't want that, right? No. Um. And let's even roll out maybe Imagineers, right? I think all of us would love to be an Imagineer and come up with rides. So just anything from your regular cast member within the park to there's a Disney Plus series that I just absolutely love. It's called One Day at Disney. And it just talks about all the different types of jobs within the Disney Corporation. So if you could do any Disney job and work for the Disney Corporation, where would you go? What would you do? Well, I've got mine. Do Let's it. go. I, and I don't know if this job actually exists. I, I I would think it probably does. But if it doesn't, to the Disney execs out there, I, I would do this job for you. Um, <laughs> I would love to be that person in the park that literally just walks around and finds a family, finds a child, finds that, that newly married couple and just goes up to them and says, hey. I've got a surprise for you. Why don't you, why don't so you come with me? This d- job does exist. I, and I, th- I, I would assume yeah. it would. Yeah. When, when we did the keys of the kingdom, so it's a behind the scenes tour of the magic kingdom. We actually asked a cast member that was giving mm-hmm. the tour. What's been your most ma- your most magical experience working at Disney. And she told us that back when they did, what was that? A hundred dreams or whatever it was, 50 dreams. Um, they did this, promo and that was her job every day her job was to find and identify a family that they could basically give this magical scenario to and one of the families she ended up choosing got to spend a night at the castle what yeah Yeah. Yeah, that's believe that (sighs) yeah that's that's all i think i'd want to do is just find families find individuals find find people that i could you know give them just an amazing experience just Elevate their the experience they already are having and just make it that much better. And just, you know, I don't want to resolve complaints. I just want to make people's lives happier than they already are. I think that's what I'd want to do. That'd be awesome. Mm. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You know, once you took Imagineers off the table, I was like, well, (laughs) Well, okay, let me let me see. You could be. I I think it's it's kind of it's a little bit between one of these two. Um, So I guess I guess I want to be the guy 
that pushes the button to blow up the fireworks. <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd be pretty. That'd be pretty awesome. I mean, that'd be that'd be kind of cool. But without really knowing what that looks like, I'm like, is that what I really want to do? I don't know. Um, but you know, after every time a ride goes down, they have to do some testing. Oh. And when they test okay. it, someone ultimately has to go on it before they put all the other people on there. I think I want to be the tester. The tester. You know, a um, little exciting because you don't know if it's going to work or not. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like the early Imagineers when they're. Yeah, yeah. right. But uh, but but I, I think I'd like to I think I'd like to be the, the the tester. I want to be in the parks. Let me put it this way. Yeah. Of all the things I actually I want to be in the parks doing that. There's so many things you could do. Um, that would be a lot of fun if, if I couldn't be an executive, because if I was an executive, then I could go to the parks when I wanted. Oh, that'd be nice. Um, so that would be kind of cool, but we took that off the table too. So, so for me, um, I love working outside. I love, you know, working my, my regular job is not a hands-on, you know, get your fingernails dirty type of job. And so I love doing that stuff in my spare time. So the, Actually, from that series, One Day at Disney, there's a ranch, and it's not a ranch. It's it's an actual back lot and studios up in the mountains of California, but it is where they have sound stages and all kinds of, like, Old Yeller was filmed there, Pirates was filmed there, and it's called the Golden Oaks Ranch. And there's, a, like I said, there's a little mini short on... Disney plus about this guy who runs the ranch and that's all he does all day long is just runs this ranch or the other one that I thought of is adventures by Disney. So that's a whole week long experience. And there's one up in Wyoming in the lake or in the Jackson hole and Yellowstone area where you, you run a ranch with horses and all kinds of stuff. And so, man, I think that'd be great to just, do that type of work and go out there and interesting. Yeah. yeah that'd be fun. Yeah. I'd love it. It'd be cold. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably prefer the California ranch <laughs> the, over the Wyoming ranch. <laughs> I, I grew up in that area. Winters are not fun there. So yeah. I would definitely yeah. choose you're, the California one. You're going to Southern California climate is going to be a little more. <laughs> and I think it'd be favorable. cool. You're going to meet a lot of the actors. Oh, and stuff. sure. Like I think Marvel's has a couple of scenes there. Yeah. I'm sure. This, yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. A lot of, a lot of the um, production studio companies use the Golden Oak Ranch. Well, I, I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. You know, I think that there are so many things that you can do. Um, and there's so many things that we could be thankful for. There's so many scenarios that we can imagine. Uh, I will just add one last thing. I'm grateful that sometimes I can bring a little piece of Disney home with me and help me remember some of those things. One of those ways, of course, is through the gift of scent and so if you ever want to do that too um, the magic candle company produces many many great candles and other scents that are inspired by and sometimes directly related to the smells you'll find in the parks and in the properties Um, visit magic candle company online and use our promo code escape to save 15 percent great deal just in time for the holidays. Just in time yeah, for the holidays. yeah, that'd be a great little stocking stuffer or little gift to give to a couple of coworkers. Let them get you a tiki warmer. Yeah, get you a little Dole Whip scent going through the office. Who wouldn't want that? Oh man, mm. Mm, I'd go for Dole Whip right uh, now. You yeah. had to say it, Dak. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Maybe uh, you should put some Dole Whip on our social media, Ryan. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, some Dole Whip and. <laughs> <laughs> 
like, where are you going with it? Where are you going with it? No, no, no. No, no. So, uh, yeah, check us out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, we are on there, uh, Escape to the Magic Podcast. We are, you know, fairly active, mostly on Instagram. We're, we're ramping up the Facebook and TikTok. Um, but if you have a question, you want to send us a message, uh, look us up on Instagram. Uh, if you have a question you want us to answer on the show, we'd love to do that. Uh, if you want to send us a, your own magical scenario that we can play, we'd love to do that as well. Give us a review, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcast. Um, we'll read those on the air as well. So thank you guys so much. This was a fun episode. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you who are listening. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. See you next week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.